Welcome to the Obscure Stories Podcast. I'm your host, Jerry Muguzi. Bonjour, hi. Today, we talk about one of my heartbeats. Just one of them, though. Music. We explore the origins of music, the purpose of music, and ask some tough questions about music. Buckle up! When did people start singing? And is singing unique to Homo sapiens? The singing Nyathandals by Stephen Nathan argues that while both language and art are most likely restricted to Homo sapiens, musicality has a significantly earlier appearance in human evolution and was widely utilized by a wide range of hominin ancestors and relatives. If that was too much jargon, the answer is no. It's not only Homo sapiens who sing. Our ancestors used to sing too. Compositional evolution of language argues that during the evolution of language, words came before grammar, and it is the evolution of syntax that differentiates the vocal communication system of Homo sapiens from all those that went before. The holistic evolution of language, on the other hand, suggests that the pre modern communication was constituted by holistic phrases each of which had a unique meaning and which could not be broken down into meaningful constituent parts. We also know that phrases make extensive use of variation in pitch, rhythm, and melody to communicate information, express emotion, and induce emotion in other individuals. In other words, one of these suggests that we started having words before we actually had the structure of how to shape our languages. Words came before grammar. The other one suggests that there were phrases that we used to have, these sort of holistic phrases, and evolution of language came about by us wanting to communicate emotion. This is how I understood these two different evolutions of language. The book Singing Nyathandol suggests that the communication system of our ancestors and relatives to have had a degree of musicality as a means to express and induce emotions and to develop group identities the latter being essential for the high degree of cooperation required by prehistoric communities. This is to say, in layman language, this is why an Indian talks like this. Speak in English. This English coaching, not a local language. Actually, talk was that Sarji ki dis- Hold it, stop! Sorry, sir. Sorry, ka baby. You together thinking, hmm? English speaking like a rice plate eating? No. Never. <laughs> not. English speaking not a children play. English speaking like a undertaker play. Taj Mahal create. Taj Mahal create. Yes. Again time. Careful. Again time this behavior. So touch to my fingerprint. You chick. So big chick. You chick. Red red chick. Understand? Yes sir. The postman, the busy man, the collector letter. From the fever. Student and Bhandar. Listen up. 
A Nigerian man sounds like this. My people now we don't know. Welcome to another special edition of We Don't Catch Em. You know how we they do it for this program. If you they suspect say your man or your woman they play ball outside, this is the program to come. For today edition, one special woman, fine girl, fine anyhow, they suspect say her man they shop Ogbono outside. The one like a goosey soup, instead of him to choose a goosey or Ogbono, he they mix the two together. As a matter of fact, like I say this man they mix three different kind of soup together. So now today we go know. I with the cry, the sea road. Come with me, make we go Boston. A Scottish man sounds like this. What's the buttons? No, no, they installed voice recognition technology in this lift. I heard about us. Voice recognition technology in a lift in Scotland. You ever tried voice recognition technology? No. They don't do Scottish accents. Eleven. Could you please repeat that? Eleven. 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 Could you please repeat that? Eleven. Whose idea was this? Doesn't it sound like singing, eh? So we developed language as a means to express emotions and we speak differently because we wish to develop identities we want to belong to a certain group of people if i want to wear a funny hat then by golly gee well i'll do that if i want to dance a night and day away that's what i do best but every now and then when i'm at school and the kids start laughing well sometimes i want to cry the kids say, hey, why can't you be like us? Oh, darling, if I could be just anybody, there's no contest, there's just nobody. To be honest, I like being me. So, what is the purpose of music? Oh, this presupposes that language and music have a common origin. So, we essentially developed music to communicate, simplement. So what is the purpose of music, you wonder? A lot of research has gone into explaining why every single Tom, Dick, and Harry Thuku lists music as a hobby in their CVs. A lot, tons of it. Science says that the reason we enjoy music so much is because it excites the reward system in our brains. We gain pleasure from music because when we hear a song we like, our brains release dopamine, also known as the feel-good hormone. So when you hear your favorite part of a song like, You're beautiful! And your brain is like, Whoa, yeah. And the weird part is that our brains release dopamine just before we hear our favorite part in anticipation. So it's like when you hear, my life is brilliant, and you clear your throat <clears throat> to hit the high note. You're beautiful, it's true. Yes, music is a drug, but music serves a bigger purpose than a smoking sesh necessity. It brings us together. Speaking from personal experience, my greatest friends are the people I share a musical interest with. People who like Alt-J or Majid Jordan or Kigo. 
And it's true, we developed music so we could communicate, and we still use music to pick out our special people. These are my people now. Right? Right? Yes. So that's the purpose of music, to bring us together. So what was the first song ever recorded? Here we have two songs. The Seculus Epitaph. the oldest known complete work of musical composition. It was found engraved on a tombstone in Aydin, Turkey. The other is the oldest piece of melody, the Hurian hymn number no. 6. From ancient Mesopotamia, 1400 BC. And this is not the original for all those wondering, but um, how did we get the MP3 though? We didn't. This is Michael Levy's interpretation as transcribed by Dr. Richard Damrell, who discovered the actual tablets containing the song. Let's just say that this is the mixtape that dropped and killed all those dinosaurs. And that brings us to the question of the hour. Will we ever run out of music? Mathematically speaking, the answer is yes. Let's do some math to answer this question. Currently, Last.fm has over 45 million songs in their database. Spotify, as of the end of 2015, about 30 million or so. We are currently storing all our music in digital form, using bits, that is, we're using ones and zeros to store our music. Say we choose a standard of 5 minutes per song. The question is, how many such songs can we create? Well, that will be a very large number to the power of 2. In fact, it is a number so large, it requires 63 digits to represent. It's huge, yes, 
but not infinite. If we consider all the songs that lie in an octave, the number narrows down to be like 73 billion or so songs. Not so much. In fact, this is a number we can easily exhaust if we had 100 musicians composing a different song every second for 248 years with hit 73 billion no time easy might seem long but it's totally totally doable clearly music has been around for more than 248 years as seen by the impressive piece we just had from 1400 bc so why have we not run out of music yet good question and the answer is simple we are all frauds We like to copy and paste. Think about it. Try singing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star and Baba Black Sheep and A, B, C, D. What do you realize? They are all the same song. What we have essentially done is we have found a few pieces we really, really, really like and just decided to stick to those ones and not explore new grounds. So the answer is we could run out of music. But we might not, because we have a pretty good selection thus far, and venturing out into the unknown is something we tend to do pretty slowly. So, keep calm. Chances are there is a really good song out there that you haven't heard and that you'll probably never hear. Bonus, I have linked on the website a really, really cool video called Four Notes. It's a bunch of guys singing 40 songs using the same four notes. Also on the website is a secret link to a website that helps you find similar songs and how they are similar, so be sure to check that out. Really cool stuff. Since we've chosen the melodies that define what we perceive as music, what does your individual choice of music say about you? Whatever kind of music you like, popular... Music does influence personality, and personality does influence choice of music. There are a ton of quizzes you can take on the subject matter, and I've linked the best one, hands down the best one I found, the Dore Me of Personality on the website. To answer this question, you have to understand the empathizing systemizing theory, also known as the ES theory. The ES theory was proposed by Simon Baron Cohen. The theory measures a person's strength of interest in empathy 
the ability to identify and understand the thoughts and feelings of others and to respond to this with appropriate emotions, and a person's strength of interest in systems in terms of the drive to analyze or construct them. According to Baron Cohen and colleagues, the ES theory has been tested using the empathy quotient and the systemizing quotient, the EQ and the SQ. And these have been used to generate five different brain types, depending on the presence or absence between the scores on E or S. This theory is so good, it is a better indicator of whether your child will get into science, technology, and all that stuff, fields of study, more than sex. So perhaps this should be a required reading for all parents. There are five groups. One, type E, whose empathy is a significantly higher level than their systemizing, E greater than S. Type S, whose systemizing is at a significantly higher level than their empathy, S greater than E. Type B, B for balance, whose empathy is at the same level as their systemizing, E equals S. Extreme type E, whose empathy is above average, but whose systemizing is below average, E very, very large compared to S. Extreme type S, whose systemizing is above average, but whose empathy is below average, S very, very large compared to E. So how does this relate to music, you ask? Well, musical abilities may overlap with the drives to empathize and systemize. So what happened is that a bunch of scientists brought people in. Well, they just questioned them on Facebook and asked them their preferences across music from 26 different genres. I bet you didn't know there were that many genres, all those, I only listen to real music, people. Ha! Those who are type E, who are biased towards empathizing, preferred music on the mellow dimension. R&B, soul, adult contemporary, soft rock genres. These are my R. Kelly people, my Celine Dion types, my Luther Vandross peeps, and all those Bon Iver fangirls. Compared to type S, those who have a bias towards systemizing, who preferred music on the intense dimension, punk, heavy metal, and hard rock. These are system of a down metal heads, Metallica hardcore kinds of people, sex pistols, fun girls. Jokes aside, all type of music is cool. People generally lie on a spectrum of one to another. In fact, an extreme of either empathizer or systemizer is not a good sign. So that explains why the question, what kind of music do you listen to, is actually ambiguous. It is practically impossible to listen to one and only one genre of music. Take the test on the website to see where you lie on the spectrum. That is all for today, guys. Where are we on the internet? At Obscure Stories, Facebook Obscure Stories podcast page. Stream all the episodes or download them for free from the Obscure Stories podcast page on SoundCloud. I have linked a lot of cool stuff including an awesome Vsauce video on this subject and a secret link out on the website obscurestories.com. Music is always available for free download from the free music archives. If you don't follow me personally on my social media, I'm at Chizy Ricky. 
I have an eclectic taste in music. Jerry signing out. Double love. Stay curious. You take a sound, any sound, record it, and then change its nature by a multiplicity of operations. You take a sound, you record it at different speeds, sound, you play it backwards, you add it to itself over and over again. You adjust filters, echoes, acoustic you qualities. You combine signally with magnetic tape. You add it to itself. By these means and many others, you can create sounds which no one has ever heard before. Sounds which have an indefinable and unique quality of their own. You take a sound, any sound, record it, and then change its nature by a multiplicity of operations. You take a sound, any sound, record it, record it, and then. And then change its nature by a multiplicity of operations. You take a sound. You take a sound. Any sound. Any sound. Record it. Record it. And then change its nature by a multiplicity of operations.